Welcome to We Fish ASA, the best darn fishing show on the radio or the internet in the entire USA. My name is Steve Sarley. My partner is Mr. Dave Kranz. We Fish ASA is always pleased to offer you a conversation with the most interesting, the most informative, the most entertaining, as well as some of the biggest names in the world of fishing. We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association, in particular, St. Croix, the best reds on earth. Calcutta, makers of a lot of products that fit your fishing lifestyle and passion, and Daiwa. We've got your bass covered. Yes, they certainly do. Daiwa Reels. We Fish ASA presents a new episode of our one-hour podcast each and every week. It's available 24-7 everywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget that there's a free app available at the App Store for iDevices, easiest way to listen to the We Fish ASA podcast. Don't forget, you can always find us at our website, wefishasa.com. Dave Kranz and I record at two separate studios in Northern Illinois. We send the audio down to Lando Lakes, Florida, to our executive producer from Berserk Productions, Mr. Brad Nearman. Hey, Brad, thanks for everything. We appreciate everything you do for us. On today's show, we welcome Dan Johnston from St. Croix. Bob Allen, noted children's book author. Uh, he'll be on in time for you to get your orders in for some great Bob Allen children's books for the kids you know for Christmas. And I'm going to talk to Tucker Smith and Logan Park, two gentlemen in their 20s, college students, that just won the U.S. Open Bass Fishing Amateur Team Championship on Table Rock Lake, which was a production of Bass Pro Shops, Johnny Morris, and Toyota. Let me tell you this right now. They split the first prize check of $1 million. That's right. Tucker Smith, Logan Parks got a half a million dollars apiece for winning a bass fishing tournament. Can't wait to talk to them about that experience. But first, let me turn it over to Mr. Dave Kranz. He's going to bring on our friend Dan Johnston. David, take it away. As Steve said, I am Dave Kranz. This is the We Fish ASA podcast, and this segment is always brought to you by St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Welcome back, Dan Johnston. Hey, Dave. How things going? Going great. Just uh, living the dream, trying to sell all these millions of new anglers fishing rods. And there is a lot of them out there, and... and uh, you know, something that's become important in this uh, supply chain issue is uh, made in America means something again, or uh, proudly handcrafted in North America, which Croy does both. And and I think it's uh, important to point that out. And uh, let's talk a little bit about the control that Croy has over the products. You're not you're not hiring somebody else to build these rods for them. Uh, the company is building them themselves, and that, I think that means a lot. It sure does. It's really rare in the industry, um, you know, to have complete control over the entire manufacturing process um, is is very rare, but it's important. And it's important because when you have control over what you do, at least in my view, you have a better chance to be successful in regard to getting the angler exactly what they want. Um, you know, when you rely on other people, for example, to build your blank, best example I could give you. The vast majority of rods out there in the industry, the blanks are actually built overseas. And and that's fine. The rods work great. I, and as we've spoken before, I have great friends with all these companies and all rods help catch fish and we're all in this, all in this together. But th- that aside, when you, when you have control over that blank and you actually make it yourself, then when we see a trend or when we hear something voiced by an angler over and over again about a specific need, in fact, we can control that build, I believe, 
allows us to be more successful in doing so. Oh, there's no doubt that the, the models and SKUs that you have um, are, are can be tweaked at, at having gone through the the factory tour and the design of these rods all being done here too, which is uh, just great. I think you you can make a, a rod that fits a, a need that maybe isn't going to sell the most rods, but it's going to be the best rod for that need. Well, that's our end goal no question about it you know there's there's 32 sets of hands back in the manufacturing plant in park falls wisconsin that touch every st croix rod before they get to the angler we invite people come up do a tour actually see how they're built because what will blow people's minds is the the passion and hand craftsmanship that goes into the rod that they're taking because one thing we firmly believe is people's time on the water is very valuable to them you know, so what we, we just don't cut any corners. Can we improve? Absolutely. We're trying to improve every day. But again, it, it matters to have control over all these aspects. And, and then, you know, most of us are anglers ourselves. So there's certain things that when, when the angling community voices a need, we're sitting here saying, yeah, this is exactly right. So a lot of times we're speaking the common voice of the angler as well. Yeah, I went through that tour a couple of years ago and was up there. And after I got to the end of it, it was like, how could I ever buy anything else other than a St. Croix rod? Because you saw the passion of the people that were just making this handle piece or wrapping these guides or coating this blank or how the blanks are, are made or how they're tested. When you go through every station and look at that and see that, it it, it is uh, something that you have to if you fish with a St. Croix rod or if you've never fished one, you have to go through that tour when you're up there and 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 see how they're really made. And and this is a it's the real deal. It is it is thought out for years ahead before these things go to the manufacturing process. And you can see that and you can see it in the employees that are there. And and I was very impressed with the uh, the 32 hands that that touch those rods before they they get into the, the hands of the fishermen. You know, the, 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 our Park Falls facility is the largest United States rod manufacturing facility in the country, significantly. So, and it's it's the most technologically advanced as well. So, it is a it is a, a, a really cool trip for people to make. We we see people at Customer Appreciation Day that comment on that. We have that every June around Father's Day. And then we also have people that come up to just do the tour. And then we have that factory store up there too. That's really cool. And just to meet the people, you know, that, that make those rods, it's, it's, it's worth the trip. Plus it's pretty good, uh, pretty good fishing up there too. I must, I must attest that the, the smallmouth fishing is world-class and if, or if you like walleye or muskie or crappie, it's just fantastic. Yeah. When I was up there, uh, we did some uh, largemouth fishing, and that was pretty good, too, because a lot of those uh, largemouth lakes there are kind of on tap because everybody is chasing uh, walleyes or crappies or smallmouth and, uh, or muskie, so they, they leave those big green ones alone sometimes. So that, that's a good thing, too, isn't it? It can be. I remember you uh, you won one of our fishing contests up here, and I think I had won it the year before that, so I think you need to come up and we need to do a, a rubber match. <laughs> Rematch, yes. I think that would be great, and I would I would love to do that. Um, now you have the the second plant is in uh, Fresnello, Mexico. Is that a, is that almost a mirrored image of what you have in Park Falls? It is short of the fact that the winding is done 
under that roof or in Park Falls, our, a lot of our winding is done in homes in northern Wisconsin. But yes, and it's an important point you bring that up. I mean, it's owned and operated and controlled 100% exclusively by us, which which is another big difference. You know, again, I mentioned one thing you'll never hear me do, Dave, is disparage other brands. I'm not I'm not out here to do that, nor have I ever, nor will I ever. You know, I will say that a lot of uh, most of the rods that are made are made by a third party manufactured overseas. And it's fine. It works. It works great. We've just elected not to do that. We have total control and ownership over the entire manufacturing process of St. Croix. We just tell our own story and, and let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, and and I know that uh, you know many of the rods they're, they're labeled which ones are made there and which may what the highest level rods are still made in Park Falls and some of the uh, uh, other models are made uh, there, but they're they're trained and run just like they're. I, I would imagine that if you work the same station in either place, you could go to either factory and and it would be very similar. Well, it's, like I said, it's it's owned and operated and controlled by St. Croix. So it, it really the difference is uh, where they're located. And the, 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 excuse me, the proprietary machinery in these factories is the same. Uh, you know, so it's really difficult to tell. Like if you take a look at the quality of our Mojo Bass Rod, a lot of people would think, man, you got to be kidding me. That's not made in Park Falls. And it's not the best selling bass rods in the history of the industry. It's awesome. Yep. So, you know, we, we do have a lot of pride in the manufacturing process in both facilities. And, you know, one guy that does our tours always said that the, the sticker doesn't go on the rod, the rod goes on the decal. <laughs> and if you, if you, if you, but if you, if you think about that, it's the St. Croix name that is deserved that decal has to go on that rod only when it deserves the St. Croix name. And we have a lot of pride in that. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then being manufactured uh, where they, these can be driven to places rather than put on a cargo ship is a big deal nowadays with every product, no matter what industry you're in. And, and the distribution is much easier um, or quicker or, you know, uh, more reliable at this time. Well, that's a whole other issue, and we're going to see what time tells there, but obviously the global supply chain issue is real uh, without a question, and especially supply chain issues with uh, coming from Asia. Um, so, there, that again, that's a, that's a whole other issue, and it, it kind of comes back to that point, the more control that you have um, yourself in doing something in a manufacturing process, uh, the, 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 the better chance it gives you to deliver, well, literally deliver, but also deliver the product that's in the best desires of the angler. Yes. And then something else that maybe the average angler doesn't realize is that um, you don't put these rods out for distribution. You, you pick the dealers that you're going to have carry your product. Yeah, we like to have control over that too. And, and again, it's, it's something that we're still a family owned company, literally. So, you know, we talk about family all the time at St. Croix as being a big part of our culture. I think a lot of companies speak to a family culture, but St. Croix is literally that we're owned by a family that's owned our company for decades and decades. And, and, uh, it's, it's important to understand we're a big rod company, but we have a very small mentality and a, and a culture that's still family centered and, and it puts that angler at the forefront of it. 
Yeah, and that's that's evident by the products that you put out and the su- success that people have with them. Uh, it, it's great, um, and I am um, thrilled to also be on St. Croix's Pro Staff, and, and I get to fish with these rods and guide with these rods, and I have sold them for decades, I, I believe. Uh, out of this building where I'm at, I've had Croix's in here for 33 years, which has uh, uh, been great, and uh, truly appreciate all the work and effort that goes into designing and maintaining the quality of the uh, product that uh, St. Croix produces. And, uh, and I always enjoy talking to you on the, uh, the podcast. We have a lot of great conversations, and some of them it's about fishing. This one happens to be about uh, manufacturing and the industry and, and, that, and family, and, I, and all of that's important also. Well, again, I appreciate being given this platform because it's the people listening out there that are all part of this big St. Croix family, and it's the reason I, I participate on this. I just love it. Well, I appreciate having you on. I know Steve does, too. And uh, won't be the last time, Dan Johnson. We'll be talking to you next week. Thanks, Dave. You are welcome. That was Dan Johnson. I am Dave Cran. Steve Sarley is remote. And this segment was brought to you by St. Croix, the best rods on earth. The We Fish ASA podcast will be right back. Probably one of the number one questions I get, you know, what line do I use? That's a big debate. For every tour out there, everybody's debating which line. I choose the simple side. My choice of line is sunline. And my favorite lines to use is sunline. How all can you use it? Anywhere you want to. Anywhere there's water and bass, it's good. Walleye, catfish, trout, speckled trout, sharks. There we go. Uh, I don't say this unless I think it's true, but honestly, it's the best in the market. The outdoors is more than just a profession for us here at Big Rock Sports. As avid anglers, hunters, and outdoor enthusiasts, it's our passion. So advocating on behalf of the outdoor sporting goods industry is a top priority for us. Big Rock Sports is proud to serve as the voice and advocate of outdoor sporting goods retailers across the nation. Big Rock Sports works tirelessly to protect our fisheries and anglers' rights. Big Rock Sports, we are here for you. Rule your water. Rule it with a St. Croix rod. Whether you take to the lake, wade the rivers, or cast from shore, St. Croix provides responsive performance, ensuring your success below every surface. With a St. Croix rod in hand, you're a part of a celebrated tradition that has spanned 70 years. Touch, power, and control are right at your fingertips and extend to you the finest fishing experience on the planet. St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Welcome back to the We Fish ASA podcast. I am Dave Cran. Steve Sarley is remote, and this segment is brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. I always like to say that the uh, every guest I have on this segment has a passion for the outdoors, and my next guest has been on several times before. He is an author of children's books, children's fishing books, and his name is Bob Allen. Welcome back to the show, Bob. Well, thanks for having me. It's a, a great crisp morning. We're heading into the holidays. And it's a great time to talk about fishing and books. Yeah, you know, a lot of the people that I know that don't ice fish, they put away their boats and, and they watch fishing on, on television. And, you know, for the younger set, the, the kids uh, and grandkids, it, it might be better for them to keep their interest by reading them a book. So you've written uh, quite a few kids' books. Tell us a little bit about uh, the, the books that you have and why. 
Well, I write uh, for picture books for young kids to get them interested in, in the outdoors and getting out and having fun with family and friends, and they feature fishing. The original book I did was Walter the Wily Walleye, but coming into the winter season, I followed it up with Walter Under the Ice. So that's a get up, get out, and own the cold and have some fun outside. Got it endorsed by Jason Mitchell and uh, Larry Smith and Dave Gens and some of the people that feature their outdoor uh, ice fishing escapades. And then along with that, my latest book is Monica the Muskie, and that got endorsed by Joe Booker and Pete Mana and uh, Brett Alexander and some others. And I just keep going one book after another. I'm really excited about a book that's coming out next summer, which will be Battle of the Bass, which will be Larry and Lily Largemouth versus Sam and Sarah Smallmouth. And there'll be comparisons as who's bigger, who's stronger, who's faster. And so just whimsical stories where the child is learning something about fishing at the same time, but having fun and reading about the, about fishing, basically. Absolutely, and and I uh, have have read Walter the Wily Walleye to my granddaughter, who is now five. I believe we read that book to her uh, when she was around three, and uh, they've since moved away, so we don't see them as much. But uh, it, these books are not only entertaining for the kids, but they do give information that uh, helps them ask other questions about fishing. And I, I saw that with my own granddaughter, and and that's by design, isn't it? Absolutely. That's right. You know, with all the fishing I've had, I like to pass that along. I enjoy fishing with kids and grandkids, but it's when you're fishing, you're enjoying, but you're also teaching. And I love it when kids uh, quote me back uh, what's in the book. I was uh, talking to one gentleman. He said he was just out fishing with his son, and his son said they were baiting the hooks, and his, his son said to him, perhaps a leech. And that's a direct quote from one of my books when we're talking about hooking up a grub or a, a minnow or a worm or perhaps a leech. So it's fun when the kids mimic back what they read in the book and, and uh, they don't even know that they're learning, but they are learning. Absolutely. So uh, we'll, we'll give this again at the end of, uh, of, of this uh, program here. But uh, how do we get your books? How can people find uh, these books that you're writing? The easiest way is just go to BobAllenBooks.com, and all the books are on there, and uh, I provide free shipping on any books. We're getting closer to Christmas, so, I, you know, people that want books right away, I send them out first class, but it's up to the post office to get them there. Yeah, that's been an issue the last couple of years and shipping and uh, supply chain issues and all of that. So BobAllensBooks.com is how you can get these and, and uh, take a look at them and, and see. So you said uh, the Bass Book is going to be out this summer and, and you're featuring both largemouth and smallmouth, which are prevalent throughout the United States. So, you know, some of the southern states have smallies in these river systems, but I, I think... Uh, so many of these true diehard bass guys enjoy coming north in, in the warmer months to fish for those smallmouth, and that's probably a good thing to include both. Absolutely. I mean, everybody's got a preference. It mostly relates to what's available to you. But, yeah, the uh, the southern guys like to come north and do some smallmouth fishing. And the guys that do all smallmouth, they like to get down there and chase some of the largemouths, some of the big largemouths and reservoirs down south too 
So it works both ways. They're both fun. They're both pesky fish and fun to catch and provide a lot of entertainment when you're fishing for them. Absolutely. And the uh, the uh, Walter Under the Ice, I think, was a great follow-up uh, uh, for the ice fishing because uh, in a retail environment like I'm at in northern Illinois, we I have experienced uh, – the last couple of years, uh, especially last year, how many more people came into fishing and then how many of those people really wanted to get into the ice fishing? And I think this year we're seeing a pretty good follow-up of, of how many people want to ice fish. And, and uh, it, it is fun and you don't have to go on days that it's brutally cold. Once we get a good amount of ice made, you, you can... Uh, it sometimes can be like sitting in your uh, living room with a hole punched in the floor. Yeah, you don't have to sit on a five-gallon pail anymore. You've got tents and heaters and amenities. You still can have fun and run around and do other stuff. Uh, when you take the kids out, you don't want to just sit them in front of a hole. You might take a football on and throw that around or ice skates and build a snow fort. So there's a lot of things you can do on the ice rather than just sit and stare at a, a bob or a tip-up. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, pick the right day. 40-degree day when you've got a foot of ice is, is uh, safe and uh, always be safe doing all of this. So um, so any uh, hints about the uh, the Bass Book that's coming out? Uh, anything that we can look forward to there? Other than it's, uh, the title is going to be Battle of the Bass. And, again, you talk about supply uh, chain issues Right now, printing is backed up and paper supplies are backed up. So whether it comes out in May or July, I'm not sure. I know it's going to be out this coming year, and they can look forward to it, and it will certainly be on the website right away. But I'll be featuring it as soon as it comes out at any of the shows I go to. In the first show, it won't be available at, at the Chicagoland Fishing Travel and Outdoor Show in Schaumburg. I'll be there, but I certainly will be talking about it there and letting people know that as soon as it's available, that I can send it out to them. Okay. Are there other shows yeah. that you're doing? Yeah, I'll do the uh, the Madison Fishing Expo, and, of course, the Minneapolis Sports Show is always a big one, and then some other local shows in Wausau and uh, La Crosse and Marinette. I do as many shows as I can, and uh, it's just fun to get out and see the people and talk to the kids and, and sign the books for them and, and talk fishing. Absolutely. Uh, so you, the bass is the next one. Any other ideas in the back of your mind? That's where I'm focused right now. That will be the, uh, I'm always focused on what I'm doing right now. The illustrator has uh, done some of the, the illustrations and they are fantastic. So the, the kids are going to really uh, enjoy the, the illustrations of the, the fish. Excellent. So uh, BobAllenBooks.com, is, again, is where you can get these. And uh, Bob would love to send one out to you. And, uh, you know, understand the shipping is uh, not all at his, uh, his will. He's at the will of the post office first class. But, uh, but that's, that's good. So uh, why, did you, why did you come up with this idea? How did it get, come to be? Well, it's, it's a really long story. I'll make it as brief as I can. I'm long retired. My wife says, you need a project. And I said, well, I, I wrote a little bit in high school. She says, well, you should write about something you know. Well, I said, I coached hockey for 35 years, but I've been fishing for over 65 years. So I think I'll write about fishing. And I also spent some time on the professional walleye circuit 
So I know a little bit about fishing. So I thought that's a, a great way to stay in touch with young people, get them interested in fishing, and not at a teenage level, but at the, the younger age, right away when they're first thinking about what they're going to do and get outside and have fun. So I wanted to focus on that two to six-year-old kid and write something that's entertaining but informational at the same time. Yeah, that's that's great, and I think uh, we all have a calling or a passion, and, and like you said, if you retire at some point, you have to pick some of those up and do them and uh, and share some of the... Uh, uh, you know what you know, and I and I think you did pick the right thing because I I, I believe the uh, the kids do respond to this and they do uh, like seeing other kids uh, like themselves that get interested in fishing uh, in, in a book, and uh, I I think that's neat. And and like you said, it's not always just the fishing; it's it's the outdoor experience that's important. Absolutely, spend some quality time with family and friends. Get outdoors, enjoy the outdoors, and I just happen to focus on fishing. Yeah, and it, it's good. It's uh, you know the the ultimate social distancing, being outside, uh, and it doesn't have to be in a boat. It can be on the ice. It can be off the bank, and it can be fun. And and I always. Uh, when I have kids involved with it, I always let them decide when the day is over, not not how long we we are going to go. You know, when it when they're done with it. Let's let's let them be done with it, and so when they get done, and you know, the next day they say, "When when are we going to go fishing again?" You know, some people have fished their entire lives, and then they finally realize it's not the fish they're after; it's the adventure and fun of being out there and enjoying. It is, and I, I like you said, I think that takes some of us a little longer uh, to figure out than others, but. Uh, uh, I'm glad that we have figured it out, and I'm glad that you're trying to help youngsters get into the fishing and, and help parents that maybe don't know uh, uh, a lot about fishing, but read your book and, and learn also, so that, that's not a bad thing. So BobAllenBooks.com is where you can find these, and he would love to send one out to you, and I truly appreciate you being on again, Bob. Thank you. My pleasure, and we'll see you down the road. Absolutely. Looking forward to seeing that uh, the new bass, uh, Battle of the Bass, come out this summer. I, I, I think that'll be interesting. That was Bob Allen, author of children's books, and I am Dave Kranz. Steve Starley is remote, and this segment was brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. The We Fish ASA podcast will be right back. The outdoors is more than just a profession for us here at Big Rock Sports. As avid anglers, hunters, and outdoor enthusiasts, it's our passion. So advocating on behalf of the outdoor sporting goods industry is a top priority for us. Big Rock Sports is proud to serve as the voice and advocate of outdoor sporting goods retailers across the nation. Big Rock Sports works tirelessly to protect our fisheries and anglers' rights. Big Rock Sports, we are here for you. Calcutta. We're an outdoor coastal trading company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. Born in the back of a Florida bait and tackle shop, Calcutta was created with a rebellious spirit and a goal to offer hardworking outdoor products at a reasonable price. Calcutta builds the products that fit your lifestyle. We're on a mission to help you reclaim your free time and to declare mutiny on the mundane. Depend on Calcutta gear and apparel. Bass anglers have heard it all when it comes to manufacturers having the best casting reel. Well, Daiwa can back it up with the Tatula SV. 
The Tatula SV has three key features that make it the most versatile casting reel on the market today. The SV spool is a lightweight aluminum spool allowing for long control light lure casting. MAG4Z gives you the option to set a precise casting range no matter what lure or wind situation. The Daiwa T-Wing system reduces line angle and friction when casting. Distance, control, and finesse like no other reel on the market. Petula, the ultimate finesse long cast system designed by Daiwa. Welcome back to We Fish ASA. I am Steve Sarley. My partner Dave Kranz is remote. We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. Please help to ensure the future of fishing by visiting keepamericafishing.org. You know, if you're an industry professional, please consider joining the American Sport Fishing Association by visiting them at asafishing.org. Wow, this is absolutely amazing. We have had uh, uh, so many tournament winners on in the past, uh, all the big names in fishing, and, and the two newest big names are a pair of anglers, young gentlemen who just won the U.S. Open Bass Fishing Amateur Team Championship on Table Lock Rake. This was the huge event that was uh, created and sponsored by Johnny Morris and Bass Pro Shops. The prize for the winning team of amateur anglers was a whopping $1 million. Please uh, welcome our newest millionaire fishermen, Tucker Smith and Logan Parks. Hi, guys. How's it going? Uh, it's going okay for me. I don't think it's going as well as, as it is for you guys. How about it? How, how has your life changed? It's been pretty insane, man. Oh, I, I, I can't imagine. Uh, is that Tucker or Logan? Tucker. Hey, Tucker, how old are you? I'm 20 years old. You're 20, and Logan is how old? I'm 23. Okay, and, and you guys know each other from, uh, I, you go to school together, but how long have you known each other? Uh, we've known each other for a little bit of time now, um, but last year was our first year fishing together. Uh, so we've, we've really only been fishing together for one year, a little over a year. Uh, unbelievable. You are students at Auburn University? Yes, sir. Uh, at least for the present time, uh, Logan is graduating, I heard. Is that correct? Yes, sir. I graduated on Saturday. Oh, okay. Congratulations. That is real cool. And, and, and Tucker will be graduating uh, I, I, at some point in the future, I assume. that This uh, huge payday you got isn't going to say, hey, I, I'm not going to school. I don't need to school anymore. I got a lot of money. No, we're gonna still try to go to school. I'm, I'm, I'm just a sophomore now, so I'm gonna keep, uh, keep going through college and fishing too at the same time. Oh, uh, this is absolutely incredible! All right, let's let's talk about this. For those that don't know, uh, it was announced uh, quite a while ago that uh, Johnny Morris and Bass Pro Shops was staging this U.S. Open Bass Fishing Amateur Team Championship on Table Rock Lake. We just had the final on Table Rock Lake, but it went. Before that, you had to qualify and work your way to the championship. First of all, when did you guys hear about this tournament, and when did you decide to participate? Um, we, we kind of 
like heard about, you know, there's a million dollar amateur tournament going on, but we had a really busy fall schedule with, with college events. So we never really had an opportunity to fish any of the qualifying events. Um, and then Tucker's dad actually reached out to us and said, do you guys want to try and sign up for this last chance qualifying tournament on Bull Shoals? And that was the first time I really considered, you know, trying to fish and qualify to make a million dollars. So we didn't really make a make a go at it until about the last chance possible. Oh, unbelievable. I love it. Hey, we, we'd like a million dollars, but we're a little busy right now. Maybe some other time. That is so that is so cool. It is amazing. So so they had this uh, they had this qual they had eight other qualifiers, I believe, around the country. And, and and you had this last chance qualifier at Bull Shoals. Uh, what was the format for that? Uh, two man teams. How many teams? And uh, how did you approach it? And how did you do at the qualifier at Bull Shoals? Uh, so at each qualifying event, there was two hundred and fifty boats, and so we came into it, um, you know, not really knowing what to expect, and we fished. Uh, we got to Bull Shoals and we got a day and a half of practice and um, you know we kind of just went and tried to fish shallow uh, because that's what we're used to doing um, and we looked around fished up shallow and we weren't, weren't really getting much uh, we didn't we caught a few but uh, not what we were looking for so we moved offshore and we started looking um, in creek channels for bait and we started looking uh, on our graphs and uh, graphing a bunch of places that had good bait and we could see fish there so we started fishing for those fish and they started biting pretty well so we've kind of focused our efforts offshore and uh, it seemed to be a more consistent bite than the shallow bite was so uh, we found uh, about 15 places that had good bait and we ran them in the tournament at Bull Shoals and there was only about one or two places that held up for the tournament day and uh, we kind of just hunkered in those places and fished hard and we ended up catching uh, 14 pounds and we ended up getting 13th place which qualified us um, for the championship and they only took they took the top 40 to the championship amazing all right where, where, where do you guys uh, where do you guys live I live in Auburn Alabama okay and I grew up in Birmingham wait but uh, wait right now? I, 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 uh, Logan is from Auburn Yes, sir. I'm from Auburn. Logan's from Auburn and Tucker's from Birmingham. I'm getting I'm getting your voices down. All right, that that's cool. So yes, you guys were not familiar with Bull Shoals. No, no. Wow, that's uh, that is amazing to to go to uh, new water and and do something like that. Uh, so you found out that you qualified. And you're going to be headed to Table Rock for this incredibly big deal championship. What did you do to prepare for the championship on Table Rock Lake? We uh, we kind of went through it with the same, uh, I guess, the same attitude that we did at Bull Shoals. That the most consistent bite would be the offshore uh, fish on bait bite, and that's just what we looked for. And we knew we only had one day of practice, so. We just graphed the whole day. I think we spent eight hours just driving around looking. Okay. All right. And obviously you liked what you saw. Yeah, we found uh, we found some decent balls of bait. Uh, we found that they were more on the main lake. 
than they were at Bull Shoals. At Bull Shoals, they were kind of in the creeks. Um, so we grabbed creeks for the first three hours, and we didn't see any bait. So we started looking on the main lake. That's where we started finding some fish. And uh, we kind of used the first two days of the tournament as more practice just to kind of figure out what those fish wanted and how they were setting up and the timing and everything. By the time the third day rolled around, we kind of knew what to expect and and how to catch them. All right. How was the scoring? Uh, was it cumulative for all three days or did it zero out after two and you started over with nothing for the championship day? Yes, sir. It was cumulative for the first two days and then the last day they zeroed the weights. So anybody in the top 50 um, could win. I, I got to ask you, ask you this question. Should have started out with it. Uh, to, to get into this tournament, you had to be an amateur and you had to drive a particular uh, brand of boat, correct? Yes, sir. You had to drive a White River Marine uh, boat, uh, which is Ranger Triton, Nitro, Tracker. So, it's, it's, you know, it's a lot of brands. It's uh, And that's how you had to have one of those boats to fish the tournament. And it was, you couldn't have one over $100,000 um, to fish the tournament. Okay, $100,000 in any type of fishing competition? Uh, yes, sir. Like, you couldn't have won over $100,000 fishing in your life. Okay, because I, I, I did notice there were some names in there uh, fishing on the last day. Uh, fr actually, friends of mine that I've known for a long while. Uh, uh, John Hoyer is a, a guy who's won money fishing for muskies. Uh, Jason Shakurit and his uh, son Jay. Uh, Jason is a uh, is a pro walleye guy. Jay, uh, Jay is uh, going to be fishing bass professionally. I'm looking up and go, wow, it seems like the deck is stacked. I wonder what these uh, amateur, uh, true amateur college students felt like going against guys that have been up on the stage uh, holding up a big trophy before. Uh, knowing that there were guys in there that were more experienced, did that deter you at all? Were you intimidated by that? I would I wouldn't say we were intimidated, just mainly because um, we just kind of showed up and got it and didn't really. You know, I mean, it, we never really thought about it, honestly. Hey. We just we just went fishing and uh, just focused on the fish. You're at the end of the day, you're competing against the fish, not anybody else. Good, good answer. Excellent. And and you know what? You couldn't have been intimidated because you showed up and you kicked everybody's butt. So how intimidated could you have been? Uh, they're going to they're gonna be intimidated the next time they see your name on, on an entry in the future. <laughs> that's got that's got to that's got that's got to be a that's got to be a nice feeling. All right, so so you made it. You fished the first two days. Now you made the cut to day three, which is down to how many uh, how many uh, boats on day three? There was fifty. Did you feel the pressure ratchet up at all? No, I wouldn't say we felt much pressure. We were just going out there and having fun, and we knew that we were around some good fish, and we really didn't know that we were around the winning fish until that final day. Um, and our fish just—we we found one place that seemed to be pretty loaded with fish, and uh, the quality was really good. Most of the fish that we were catching were two and a half. Uh, plus pounds, so they were all quality fish, and um, we really just had fun and just um, just kind of, you know, just fished around, and we ended up catching a good bag. And we really did until we ran in. We really didn't think we uh, had a chance. We knew we had a good chance to, to win some money, 
but we didn't really know if we had a chance to win because we knew that those guys were really good out there. And, uh, we, you know, we just kind of um, didn't really know for sure. So, Did you have a cameraman in the boat at all? We did. How all right? That's got to be intimidating. Uh, to me, that would be the most intimidating. All is, is that all of your uh, all of your activity is being tracked and recorded. Did you feel any pressure from that? Really. Do I, you can go ahead, Logan. I was just gonna say, like uh, our, our bite, you know, was an afternoon bite all three days, of, and um, it added just a little more pressure. When we hadn't really caught thing by like 10 o'clock, but we'd been telling the camera guy, uh, like, stick with us. It's going to happen about <laughs> 10, 10 there. And uh, he stuck with us. He didn't leave anybody else. And um, it ended up happening. So I'm thankful that he was there to capture all of it. That is excellent. That is absolutely excellent. And I'm glad they stuck with you. Uh, this is We Fish ASA. I'm Steve Surley. My two special guests for today are Tucker Smith and Logan Parks. They're splitting a check for a million bucks because they won the U.S. Open Bass Fishing Amateur Team Championship, which was just held on Table Rock Lake. Um, absolutely fantastic. Yes, I did say a million dollars. Uh, that is definitely life-changing, and we'll talk more about uh, their money and their win and what they're going to do with it. When we come back, we're going to take a real quick break here on We Fish ASA. I'm Steve Surley with Tucker Smith, Logan Parks. We'll be right back after this. You know, when I look at the tournaments I've won, probably four or five of the boats that I've won have been on a tube. But I had completely gotten away from flipping a tube because nobody, nobody made one soft enough. Big Bite has come with this new tour series of bait. The thing that's probably the most unique is when you look at that bait, the salt just rolls out of it. And to me, that is the reason a fish bites a tube and hangs on to it. This isn't one of those, let's go out and catch some smallmouth tube. This is a let's get it done tube. Bass anglers have heard it all when it comes to manufacturers having the best casting reel. Well, Daiwa can back it up with the Tatula SV. The Tatula SV has three key features that make it the most versatile casting reel on the market today. The SV spool is a lightweight aluminum spool allowing for long control light lure casting. MAG4Z gives you the option to set a precise casting range no matter what lure or wind situation. The Daiwa T-Wing system reduces line angle and friction when casting. Distance, control, and finesse like no other reel on the market. Petula, the ultimate finesse long cast system designed by Daiwa. The St. Croix story has evolved over 70 years. With gritty determination, St. Croix built the most advanced fishing rod facility in the world. And with it, a world-class brand that has earned the respect and admiration of anglers around the planet. We will continue to challenge ourselves, our employees, and our partners to be the best every day. We're proud to celebrate 70 years of passion and commitment to making the best rods on earth. St. Croix. We Fish ASA is back. I'm Steve Surley. My partner Dave Kranz is remote. Please remember that We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. We love these guys. Man, what a story. They split a million dollars plus by winning the U.S. Open Bass Fishing Amateur Team Championship on Table Rock Lake. 
This event was the creation of the one and only Johnny Morris, the uh, man behind Bass Pro Shops, uh, one of the uh, biggest conservationists in the country. God, he does so much stuff to promote the sport, promote conservation, help the sport out. Uh, can't say enough about Johnny Morris. Can't say enough about our two guests, Tucker Smith and Logan Parks. When did it dawn on you? Or has it dawned on you yet of how much money a million dollars is? It really hasn't dawned on us yet. I mean, I mean, it's kind of after each interview, it seems more real and more real. But you know, just um, especially when it happened, it definitely didn't seem real. You know, uh, you know, when we won the tournament, you know, it was all crazy and everything. But we really, it really didn't set in how much money we actually won. And uh, now that we've had some time to kind of sit back and uh, look at what happened, it, you know, it's, it's finally starting to set in how much money it actually is. And it's pretty insane. It's amazing. And we're truly blessed um, to be able to have won that tournament. Hey, good, good answer. And I, I think it would have uh, dawned on you first when your phone started ringing with long-lost relatives and friends uh, asking you for a little extra cash for Christmas to spend because they're short, I, I, I'm sure you've had plenty of that, but that's 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 neither that's neither here nor there. You guys are set up nicely to start a career in fishing. Logan, is, is there going to be a, a career in fishing for you now that you've graduated from college? I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? I said, is, is there going to be a career in fishing for you now that you are a college graduate? Yes, sir, absolutely. Um, it's been, you know, my dream and Tucker's uh, as well is to make it to the Bassmaster Elite Series. And I'll be fishing all of the Bassmaster Opens in the spring to hope to qualify. That's, a, that's, a, that's the path to, to do it. How about you? How about you, Tucker? What are you going to do? I'm definitely, like Logan said, trying to make it uh, professionally, and I'm just trying to take all the necessary steps and, um, you know, travel around and learn different places and um, hopefully make it to that level one day. It's been a dream of mine since I was a little kid, and um, I've had friends in the industry that have made it to the professional level, and I've seen what they've been able to do, and it's really just an inspiration to me, and it's really all I want to do in my life, and I think this tournament really shows us uh, that we have what it takes to take it to the next level. Great, great answers. Hey, uh, in addition to a million dollars cash, check, whatever, million dollars, uh, they, they threw other stuff at you. It wasn't enough to just give you a million bucks. What else did you win uh, thanks to, to Bass Pro Shops and their partners, which include Toyota? Uh, what else was on the prize list? We won uh, two Toyota Tundras and two Nitro Z21XLs. Two boats, two trucks. Doesn't get much better than that. My goodness, that is absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. That, that is that is great. Totally wonderful. Now, you know, one of the one of the things about this uh, U.S. Open Bass Fishing Amateur Team Championship, in addition to finding the two best amateur fishermen in the country and promoting this. Uh, it was a valiant effort that was successfully made to promote and help conservation. Uh, can, can you tell me what Johnny Morris did for conservation through this tournament? Uh, yeah, he, uh, 
he put up all of the entry fees for conservation. I think it was $1.6 million. Pretty incredible. See, you guys weren't fishing for your own money. You guys paid, I think it was 450 bucks a team to get into this thing at the start. Was that right? Yes, sir. 450 bucks a team, and Johnny Morris took all those $450, put them in, put them in a basket, and, and, and spent it on conservation in the country. And the, the prize money came from other sources. It wasn't like a lot of tournaments where you, you know everybody puts their money in and you split it up amongst the winners. Nope. Johnny Morris did what he is known for and put that money into conservation. And we know it's going to be well spent because Johnny Morris doesn't like his money getting getting wasted away. I'm sure it's going to do some wonderful things. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, to be able to, you know, with him, Johnny Morris is a great guy, and uh, to be able to use all that money for conservation is is really special, and especially it's really important to the sport that we love to do, and it's going to help better our sport for years to come, and um, it's going to make our fishers better for our kids and our grandkids, so uh, I'm happy the way it turned out for for the tournament, and I'm I'm happy that Johnny Morris decided to do that. Yeah, one heck of, one heck of a guy. I would be remiss if I let you go without asking, how did you catch your fish on the three days of the finals, in particular the last day? What did you do to get those fish in the box? We caught them all using a Demiki rig, just like a three eighth ounce jig head with a, a fluke style bait on the back of. And uh, we caught them all looking at forward-facing sonar and watching them come up and eat our baits in real time. Excellent. What about uh, anything special? What about color? Uh, it seemed like anything that was shad-colored was, was working good. It really didn't seem like it was um, too much of a color-specific thing, but it was more of like a reaction strike. You know, we were throwing at fish and kind of moving our baits pretty quick, so... If you could get a reaction strike from that fish, they would come up and eat it. And you could tell if they weren't going to eat it, if they kind of moved up slow to it. But you're kind of fishing for a reaction strike. You'd let it fall through the bait ball, and then um, they would either come up there and crush it, or they would just turn around and not eat it. So uh, it, anything that looked like a shad seemed to work. Excellent. Very, very good. Very good. Uh, there, there was quite a uh, – it was like uh, – I'd say it was similar to a Bassmaster Classic at the way and uh, with the celebrities and the uh, confetti and uh, fireworks and all that. It, it was such a big deal. It was it was breathtaking. You got to, in addition to, of course, uh, the legendary Johnny Morris. I was watching on the TV and I saw uh, some of the some of the greats of all time, the Bill Dances, Jimmy Houston, Roland Martin, and Kevin Van Dam's up on the stage. What was it like to be sharing a stage with guys like that? It was nothing I ever expected in my lifetime. I was like crying on Jimmy Houston's shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! It, it, how about that's and that, that was you. That was you just talking right now, uh, uh, Tucker, right? That was Logan. Oh, that was that. That was Logan. How about you? How about you, Tucker? What was it like uh, being able to rub elbows with some of those legends? It was insane. I, I was crying on Bill Dance's shoulder, too, and uh, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty insane, you know, just to be able to stand up next to all those legends. They've, they've uh, been in the sport for a while now, and um, those are the guys that we've looked up to for a long time since we were little. So it was really cool to share that experience with them. And, uh, you know, just 
just to be able to stand up there with all those guys, especially Johnny Morrison. Um, you know, I've watched Bill dance for a long time on TV and stuff like that. So it was really cool to share that with them. You know, yeah, they looked happy too as well. So it was, it was cool. I was just going to say that I've watched those guys forever, you know, and I, and I, I love watching them fish and I love watching them educate and talk. And one thing that I've got to say is that I always watch, when I watch them, they, they have a good time fishing and catching fish. Uh, they, they certainly do. And watching them on the stage, when you guys were up there at the weigh-in and through this whole thing, I swear they were having as good a time as you guys were. They were extremely, extremely excited and happy for your victory. Did You got that same feeling. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. I mean, they were... They were like all, you know, hugging us and congratulating us, taking videos and pictures with us. And it was like, it, it was just like nothing I've ever experienced before. I never thought, you know, they would be up there and we'd be in that position. And it was really, really awesome. Now, now obviously, and you said it, you, you guys have, you guys have watched them. Uh, as you're growing up in this sport, you've watched the, uh, the Bill Dances, Jimmy Houston's Roland Martins, Kevin Van Dams. Um, and uh, is is there anybody out there today in uh, the in the elites or the major league fishing that you guys particularly keep track of, watch, or, or uh, uh, enjoy, or try to match what they do? Are there any pro fishermen out there that are high on your list right now? Um, one of mine would be um, Aaron Martins. He's oh. no longer with us today, but um, I was really close with him and. He taught me a lot about what I what I know um, with fishing. So I would say one of my all-time favorite pros for sure would be Aaron Martin just because of how good of a person he was and how he took the time out of his day to help uh, help show me the ropes of bass fishing. And um, I'm eternally grateful for that. That is a that is a beautiful sentiment. Uh, let me wipe the tear from my eye because Aaron Martin truly was was a uh, Amazing human being and a great and a great fisherman, uh, great great family man. So so good. That's that's enjoyable. That that is enjoyable to uh, hear hear you say something like that. I'm very very proud of you for saying that. Uh, okay, what's what's next? When's the next time you guys go fishing? Uh, we got a term in Georgia. Um, we're going to say it again. We've got a tournament this weekend on Clarks Hill in Georgia. Okay. I, I'm going to guess it's not for a million dollars. I hit that one right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? It, it's, 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 all, it's all a matter of... Uh, it's all a matter of degree. You know, if you, if you go fishing in a, in a local tournament and it's a $1,000 pot... Uh, winning is winning is winning, and and obviously it's you know the 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 purses spend different, but it's the competition and the victory that counts probably more than anything. I'm maybe I'm saying that because I don't have a million dollars, but I tr I truly believe that. And it sounds like you guys got your heads on real straight, so I think that uh, I think that you'll do well. The only thing that's sad for me right now is knowing that. Tucker Smith and Logan Parks aren't going to be moving on as partners anymore. You will be uh, competing against each other in the future. How's that going to be? That'll be interesting for sure. Who, who said that? Logan. Logan? All right. I, I'll ask you both one at a time. Hey, Tucker, 
Who's a better fisherman, you or Logan? We're both great fishermen, man, and like that's that's what we both this year learned a lot from each other, and uh, that's what makes us such a good team. We both are, uh, you know, excellent fishermen, and we both bring uh, different aspects to the table when we fish together, and we both think alike. So, um, me and Logan have been really close buddies, and uh, I want us to both be able to fish the elite series and uh, hopefully room together one day. So, um, you know. I, I want the best for him, and I know he wants the best for me. I think you guys are fantastic. Uh, I really appreciate you taking time out of a busy schedule to be with us. Uh, I'm very happy to be able to congratulate you uh, live here as as we speak. You guys did a great job. Tucker Smith, Logan Parks, U.S. Open Bass Fishing Amateur Team Championship on Table Rock Lake. A Johnny Morris and Bass Pro Production. Also, thanks to Toyota uh, for their part in this. It was just the biggest tournament of ever. And these guys, Tucker Smith and Logan Parks, came out on top. Million dollars between the two of them. Hey, guys, congratulations. Have a, have a good one. And hopefully we'll be talking to you in the future as your careers progress. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Tucker Smith, Logan Parks. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate it so very much. That wraps up this week's edition of the We Fish ASA podcast, the best darn fishing show on the radio or the internet in the entire USA. I'd like to thank today's guests, Dan Johnston from St. Croix, author Bob Allen. Got to get those Bob Allen children's books in those uh, stockings for Christmas. It's coming up fast. Can't think of a better gift than uh, a Bob Allen children's fishing book. And then uh, Tucker Smith, Logan Parks in their early 20s. Million dollars uh, in between the two of them from the U.S. Open Bass Fishing Amateur Team Championship on Table Rock Lake. Thanks to Johnny Morris and Bass Pro Shops and Toyota for staging that huge event. I'd like to thank our sponsors, St. Croix, the best rods on earth, Calcutta, makers of a line of products that fit your fishing lifestyle and passion, Daiwa. They have what you need for every application, every price point. There's no reason not to be using Daiwa Reels. They've got your bass covered. Remember that We Fish ASA presents a new episode of our one-hour podcast each and every week. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to check out our website, wefishasa.com. You can write to us there. Let us know what's on your mind. If you like what you hear, please let us know. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about or someone you think we should have on the show, let us know that too. I'm Steve Sarley. My partner's Dave Kranz. We'll see you next week. Now, let's go fishing. I'm professional angler Kevin Van Dam, and people always ask me, what's the best and easiest way to catch fish? Well, that's simple. Keep our waterways clean and free of litter. You know, tossing your worn out lures in the lake is not a winning move. Pitch them in the trash. Do your part and join me. Visit KeepAmericaFishing.org and pledge to pitch it.